previously on SDI and the Degenerate. Jay Fig, when it comes to music listening, you're like Kyle Pitts. Uh, you're very versatile. You're... <laughs> I wish I was Warren Elena because that's my that's my Georgia Peach right there. Uh, hey, we got Tobin in the house. Hello. What's up, Tobin? Hello, what's going on? I'm so honored to be at a podcast I didn't know existed for two years. And I, I feel <laughs> lied to, so I'm very excited to be here. Yes, welcome to another edition of SBI and the Degenerate. We are recording on this day, April 22nd, 2021. And if it's fired up, it's because I am. So many things going on just this week. First off, we are seven days away from the NFL draft. We are two days away from UFC 261 in Jacksonville, Jorge Masvidal, Camaro, Usman 2, packed house. Uh, Brendan Tobin uh, from the Tobin and Leroy show, he is driving to Jacksonville right now as we speak, and he's going to join us amid drive to give us a preview of what's going to go down this weekend. And SDI, those things are great, but none of those things are as great as this piece of news. Courtesy of TampaBay.com. At that the state of Florida and the Seminole tribes may have an agreement to get sports betting to the state of Florida. How about that, bro? Terrible news. Oh. Wait, is it, why is it terrible news? Because now I have now I'm gonna be able to gamble on whatever I want, whenever I want, all with my phone. Oh, I, I'm not gonna use the phone. I want to be in. I'm gonna be there in person, bro. Are and you're gonna reading, drive all the way to Hollywood every time you want to bet on like Sex in the City. <laughs> well, I've I've driven to Hollywood plenty of times just because, just to gamble. There's a good chance I'll already be there, and if I know I'm not coming back for like a week or so, I'll get all my bets in. Yeah, no, I think it's just, you're gonna end up doing it on your phone. Watch. Uh, yeah, there'll be times where I do it on my phone, but at least, you know, we won't have to do this, you know, getting a payout, which is a huge pain in the ass in, in, our, in our world, uh, because, you know, you, you need, like, super proof of, you know, like, you need, like, like when, when you know, when LSU Phil famously got that big check for his Joe Burrow Heisman bet, uh, he had to, like, it's special, it was like a check from Canada, and it was, like, uh, don't uh, use your per- a business account. Use a personal account. He had to follow like a twelve step process uh, just to catch his, his his gambling winnings. Yeah, no, it's definitely gonna be a lot easier. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. But it just it's when it's that easy, it, it's it's a little it's, it's a little that's uh, easy. Now the one downside I will say is it does make any future trips we may have to go to Vegas. It may just feel like eh, because like you know when we went to Vegas, it's like. Oh my God, this is awesome! But now, like, you can go to basically go to quote unquote Vegas, uh, whenever you want, and then you when you actually want to make a trip to Vegas, it's like, yeah, we got this in Miami, like you know. No, 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 it's still not the same. Vegas is still way better. Like the you know the sports books, the casinos, the women, everything. Well, well, I don't know about the women. I mean, there's Um, there there are a lot of women at the Hard Rock, but it's one hotel in Vegas. There's yeah, thirty seven hotels, all with beautiful women. That's fair. That 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 is fair, but I mean now th- now technically, well, the only thing that has been approved 
is uh, which, by the way, we're, we're we may be counting some chickens here. Oh, uh, they still have some, you know. No, it'll happen. It's, it's going to happen. It, it, it's the fact that it hasn't happened yet is surprising enough. It's go, it's going to happen. Now Vegas, it's all you could drink. At least down here, uh, only in like the high limit sections on some casinos is it all you could drink, um, or higher limit, just not the cheap, the cheap, the cheap tables. Um, uh, so if you're listening thirty years from now, hey. When the governor signs the bill, that'll that'll be the monumental day. Yeah, yeah. So that 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 that's why I said we may be counting the chickens before we hatch. You're right. The bill hasn't been signed yet. It's just been an agreement. They have agreed upon. It's like the moratorium period. Uh, you know, we got, they have an agreed upon deal, but nothing signed in paper yet. Right. And so, if you're listening thirty years from now, you're probably at a casino, betting on a game. And you're listening to old episodes in the in your headsets while watching some action. So congratulations to you if you're listening 30 years from now. This is the day. This is the part of the podcast where gambling gets legal in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just it just made it's like Florida's just made for gambling. You're right, SDI. What has been? I'm I've always been confused as to what's been the holdup because when the, when the Supreme Court first said, "Bah, you're allowed to have gambling." Like initially, it's like the reports were like Florida is going to take a while because yeah. of. So I can actually explain it to you. It, it's it's not as easy as it sounds. It's much more complicated when you have a tribe that's as powerful as the Seminoles are down here in Florida. Mm. Um, because with when the Supreme Court passed that bill, the idea behind it is it's a way for states to get some revenue, right? Like mm. I think I think I saw it in if Florida does legalize it, it would be at least $500 million in taxable revenue for the state. Uh, the Seminoles right now don't pay taxes. Oh. So the holdup is that because they're an Indian tribe, they get, they, they're they protected in, in, as far as taxes. Uh, so the holdup with, with, in Florida was the Seminoles don't want anybody else to, to be able to do it. They want to control it, but yet they also don't want to have to pay taxes right so it gets a little complicated so you have to come to an agreement and these agreements where you're talking about that amount of money take a long time aha uh-huh. so did they agree with since they made an agreement with the seminoles did they do they still get to keep the right not to pay taxes so yeah, it, no but they'll still, they're still gonna have to pay taxes on the sports betting but not on the card not on the card games and stuff correct they correct and then the way it is is basically what the state of florida is doing is they're giving the seminoles control over it so the seminoles can still go to DraftKings or FanDuel or barstool or whoever and be or pen or whoever they want to use william hill <laughs> what william yeah hill. william hill exactly like whoever they want to use they can con they can subcontract it out but it all goes through the seminoles ah. like they get to decide and, and then so so but the state gave some consent like they gave some things away here like now ex- there's no there's uh they gave them three more casinos um, and you can't build a casino within a hundred miles of a hard rock. So, so, but you can't build a new one. Cause there are, there are casinos that are definitely right, right, right. No, right. The new ones are grandfathered in. They're not going to bulldoze them, but you can't build a new casino within a hundred miles of a hard rock and they get three more. So they're going to build, I think I saw it's Tampa there Hollywood, and somewhere else. And they're just going to build another hotel. Oh yeah, because they already have a Hard Rock in Tampa, a Hard Rock in Hollywood. Yeah, they're I mean, just going to build an extension. They're going to build another casino, another hotel. So wait, they already built a guitar. They're going to they're going to build a drum set. That'd be cool. 
<laughs> like you get to stay in the in the in the symbols. <laughs> you take. I mean, good, good night to take a take a lady. Yeah, let's go up to the let's go up to bang the drums. Right. You know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I you know what I mean? Let's go out to the the drum hotel. Yeah, uh, that, that, that you know that, that does have a nice ring to it. Or uh, may, maybe the uh, the sticks hit the drums. Uh, what else you got? What else you got? The bass, the bass guitar. They don't right. got, I mean, um, <laughs> a violin, <laughs> a flute, <laughs> a flute. Oh, well, the, uh, a yeah, has, the flute has. Oh, yeah, the, those both, all have multiple meanings. <laughs> <laughs> You can have the flute and the triangle. Oh, all right. Yeah, with the flute through the triangle. Oh no! There you go. There it is. Oh god, here we go. But no, that does sound awesome. And so I, I feel like you know, these things do take a while. So bill signings. So we're probably looking at at least a couple more months of you know, details that have to get financed. No, I, I, from what I understand, they want to do it before they go on break, which should be by the end of the month. Really? I mean, it doesn't mean that it's going to be available then. It just means that it'll that the, nah, the criminals can now start working on it. I, I think you got to try to get it ready by football season. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't see how. I I mean, if you're the Seminoles, you just contact you know one of these companies that already does it, and you know just come to an agreement. Can't yeah, be that complicated. Target Labor Day weekend, which is going to be the opening weekend of the football of college football, and I mean, we've got people coming into town for Labor Day weekend. Anyways, that's going to be a that'd be a great weekend to start off. You know, gambling. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, right, like the, the the teams, like everybody wants to get it done except for one guy, and he might delay. He's but his only chance is just to delay it until the next session, which is in May anyway. So it's not that big a deal. So wait, what? Who? Wait. Uh, so what? What? One. Uh, one of the one guy wants to delay it. One guy doesn't like it. He doesn't like the deal. He doesn't. But it's still going to pass. He's just trying to delay it as long as he can. Just, what is he? What, what is his role? Is he? A, is he a congressman? Is he a? a he's team a state owner? senator, a state congressman. State Congress, just just one guy in particular. Well, just he's like also he's also the head of the of Congress. Oh, he's not the head of the Senate, but he's the head of the other of the Congress. If there is a is there a Congress in the state? I don't know. I, I, I think you know, we, we got state reps. We got state reps and state senators. Yeah, I, so he's, he's right. So he's the head of the reps. Yeah, I forget which one that is that doesn't have that has a that has a that that that, that has one of the two that doesn't have both. Or whatever is we're getting we're lost in details here. But this this is a great day, um, great day. Everywhere, I hear the birds chirping. I feel good, man. We're a week away from the draft, and you know it's and SDI. You got your mock draft. You're gonna drop it next week. Yeah, we we're gonna pot on Wednesday. I'm assuming, right? Yeah, we're gonna pot on Wednesday. All right, I'll have and it ready. We're gonna like it's back to back part. Like Thursday, you got a big part. We got you know big big you know watch party. Uh, we're watching the fights, and then you know uh, Thursday's another party. I got the virtual party on on. Uh, for that draft party, I mean, I mean, that's gonna be some wild shenanigans. <laughs> is Zach Krantz hosting again? Zach Krantz is hosting again. Nice. Yeah, Zach. Zach uh, can't, wait for, can't wait for Tobin to get excited when they drop Kyle Pitts and let everybody know. <laughs> I'm gonna tell Zach Krantz to turn his uh, to turn Tobin's screen off. Right. Yeah. Mute him. Yeah. Mute, mute, mute. Turn his camera off. Don't let him give away any uh, any surprise. Don't give him the Zoom password. <laughs> Don't give him the Zoom password. <laughs> SDI. But by the way. We all, um, not that I'm watching this, but I feel like our podcasts, it's also this weekend. Our podcasts have been lately the cheesy award show podcast because we did the, the ACMs. Well, we got a little, I'm probably not going to watch the Oscars, but let's be real here. But 
But uh, they, they do Actually, have odds. Let's do the Oscars. I, I got lazy this week, and there's no Payaso segment, so we need to fill that space. Oh, really? Yeah, I totally forgot. Are I realized sure? this morning. I went in my notes, and they were oh, I'm like, oh, oh, wait, these are the ones on. from last week. I got one. Uh, Payaso number one, you for forgetting to do the Payaso of the week. Yeah, and Payaso number two, you for telling me the Tim Wall, uh, Tim Wall, or the Wall guy on the Marlins. Mm-hmm. You told me he was the umpire's son. I never said. I didn't tell you that. It's it's the third base coach's son. Yeah, I told like he. I told you that it was Tim. Uh, Chad Wallach is Tim Wallach. If I told you at all, is, is it that me his... that thought it was the umpire? Maybe I thought yes. it was the umpire. Yeah, it was you who thought it was the umpire. All right, double payas on me. <laughs> uh, I think there are some candidates that you and I both know about, but we're, we're... yeah, what... careful. <laughs> and, not, and, and not bring it to the Lakers. Okay. <laughs> Hey, even even Chris Cuomo and Don Lemon agree with me on this one. So I think I think I think it's fair game. The Republicans and the Democrats agree with me on this one. <laughs> Woo! All right, all right, all right, there you go. Hey, that, speaking, of, speaking of Ron DeSantis, he's hanging out with Dana White right now. I, I was gonna, I was wondering, I, I I was thinking he has to be, he has to be going to the card. He has to be going to the fights. Well, it looks like it looks like he was at the press conference today because it's the pictures are from today. All right. Well, you know, since, since you, I mean, since you brought up the subject, since you brought up the man, um, I'll tell you what I did this past uh, Saturday, and that was, it was the 60th anniversary SDI this past Saturday, April 17th to be exact, 2021. If you're listening 30 years from now, the 90th anniversary will have just passed of the uh, Brigade 20, uh, the invasion of the Bay of Pigs, Brigade 2506. And I went. It was early in the morning, way over at Tamiami Airport. Uh, it was it was a tent. Uh, they had um, Gao Bakery, which I believe the Gao family they have something to do with Vicky Bakery. And so, but they they had boxes of you know of pastries and pastelitos and a little Cuba, very many Cuban sandwiches. It was delicious. And they were serving matedva and all the great Cuban sodas and regular sodas too. And it was like it was like nine forty five in the morning, uh, but. They, we had that there was a tent, and you know there was you know my it was my grandfather he was in the he was in that Bay of Pigs invasions he was still he's still with us so uh, he he invited us all he invited all of us to go out there and go and we went and uh, look I'm not gonna lie to you it was it was a red meat convention it was uh, <laughs> well, I would assume so yeah. Uh, the first couple speeches, like for, first off, like they're like, everybody's talking, and then the guy is trying to tell everybody to be quiet. I know, I know, you guys want to stay and talk, but you know, we got to get started. We, we Cubans, you know, we 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 you know, they, we the whole choke was we run on Cuban time, you know, running uh running a few minutes late. But yeah, some you know some kids talking, you know, and you know they, they they started like you know keeping the tradition alive. We're still fighting for freedom and all that. And then there was a smorgasbord of politicians. They were all there. Nice. <laughs> there was a smorgasbord of politicians. Most of them were from one side. I will. I will admit. And <laughs> so let me guess: Andrew Gillum, Daniela Levine, Kava, Nikki uh, Freed. Nope. She went. No. The first, first, and third person were not there. The middle person was there. Okay. Wow. So wait, it wasn't just Democrats. <laughs> No, I didn't see Charlie Crist. No, no, Charlie Crist. He didn't. No, yeah, he doesn't care about Cubans. Oh God, no, no. Uh, to, to be fair, I didn't see Jimenez either, and I, and it was in his district. 
Yeah, there's, yeah, he abstained, like always. <laughs> hey, hey, Congressman, would you like to go uh, speak in your district about, you know, your to your constituents about your Cuban people since you're Cuban, uh, Mr. Congressman? I'll, I'll abstain. I'll leave it up to the governor to decide what I should and shouldn't do. <laughs> we broke even. We're fair. Fair. We broke even. We broke even. And but honestly, yeah. no, you know what it was. It was there was no curfew, so he was getting his lap dances. Well, <laughs> he was still he was still at the he was still at the club. It's like, oh, I've I missed these. Oh, I can't. Why yeah, did I yeah, ban? Good thing he wasn't at BTS. <laughs> oh yeah, with the Rockets players. <laughs> Why did I ban these? I'm such an idiot. <laughs> this is all these are awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he was still recovering from the night before from getting the first the, the first lap dance allowed back. <laughs> he he cut the ribbon for to, to get into to he, get he into cut the panties. That, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame him for not showing up at 9.45 all the way at 10 Miami Airport. <laughs> I don't blame him. I'm all right, so who actually was there? <sighs> <laughs> no, yeah, it started, I think the first, like uh, Salazar, who's uh, in our district, uh, mm-hmm. she was, she didn't speak, but she was there. Like, uh, I, uh, uh, she was there. And then you had, you know, Mario diaz Ballard, who, uh, he, he um, his brother of Lincoln Diaz Bellart, and I believe that there's there are some sort of ties to Fidel Castro. I think is like, um, I think is like great great. He's like it's like his great uncle is Fidel Castro. Now he doesn't like obviously. Wait, who? Uh, yeah, uh, Diaz. His name his name is Mario Diaz Bellart. I'll look it. Oh up. no, I know who he is. Yeah, wait, wait his great uncle is was Fidel Castro. No, okay, it, his, his like super aunt Merritt was like Fidel Castro's first wife. It's weird. It's a weird tie-in, but uh, I'll uh, uh, I'll look it up. Like he, he doesn't support him or anything like that, obviously. But he just happens to be have some sort of uh, relations to Fidel Castro. Yeah, he is a member of the Diaz Balart family. His aunt Mita Diaz Balart was the yeah. first wife of. He's also famous for being the first congressman to test positive for COVID nineteen. Oh, really? Uh huh. Ah, all right, you broke the seal. <laughs> it's like a true patriot. <laughs> but uh, so wait, so, but uh, he, so uh, wait. yeah, his go back his to the aunt, thing. His yeah, his aunt, his aunt was the first wife of Fidel Castro. Wow, that's that's, that's the time. Yeah. So he spoke, and then uh, I mean, it was a red meat. I found it funny. I wasn't I wasn't like yeah or raw wow or I wasn't booing either. I was just I was laughing because it was just you know. It was red meat central, and then um, oh, and then your 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 uh your mayor STI, uh Suarez, your guy oh, Francis, yeah, cool. Was he did he uh was he was he buying hot dogs with and beers with Bitcoin? <laughs> I would just speak, wait, he but wait a minute, he he had co- he had COVID before uh Diaz. Bull- 
No, no, but Diaz Bar was the first congressman. Yeah, first congressman. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if all of these guys, I wonder if all these politicians have COVID. I, I got COVID. Actually, well, so that's that's two. He did his speech mostly in Spanish. And then I believe the lieutenant governor, Jeanette Nunez, who I... I it's, uh, it's funny because Fra- Francis's whole thing is the first Miami-born mayor of the city of Miami, which is true, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of silly that he did it. It's kind of, not silly. It's kind of funny that he did the speech in Spanish, even though he, like his thing is first Miami-born mayor. <laughs> Yeah, well, wrong with it. I just find it interesting. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Speak, both of us speak Spanish. Like, nothing yeah. wrong with it. Yeah, I know. And then Jeanette Nunez, a lieutenant governor, she did, I say, like 80% of her speech in Spanish with a little English mixed in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she's from Miami, she's from Miami or whatnot. I have a, I have a story about her in, in a little bit. Um, and, and then, um, then she spoke, and but she, so she didn't, I don't think she got COVID, and I don't think, um, well, Suarez did. So so far, we're two for three on COVID on so far, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then the mayor spoke. Uh, uh, Mister Daniela Levine Cava, she spoke. She did get COVID, so we're three for four so far. She did. And then um, the, and then and by the way, they keep passing it to this one guy. Like it's there's this one guy who is introducing everybody. Um, there's one Cuban guy who's introducing everybody, and then he introduces his Gator brethren, uh, state senator. Uh, the senator from Florida, Marco Rubio, <laughs> he spoke. <laughs> he did not have COVID. He did not have COVID. And then finally, the keynote speaker was the governor, uh, Ron DeSantis, at the end. But by the way, that was two. That that took two people. That guy introduced some other guy, so to, so that guy can introduce the governor. Well, when the, when the CDC keeps following your your regulations, you get double oh. introduction. <laughs> He did make a good joke. He did make a good joke. I mean, he gave a speech or whatever, but he did make a good joke because you know the whole the whole theme throughout the, the ceremony was that he was on a time crunch. Like he had to leave by like eleven o'clock for whatever reason. He had to he had to leave, and we, we were at Tam- it's, it's technically Miami Executive Airport. So I wonder if he just PJ'd straight to the straight to the facility. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so. Uh, the whole theme throughout the day was that we were running, we we're running out of time crunch because we started late and the governor has to leave. So technically, Wait, hold we were- on, hold on. Cuban started late? No way. Yeah. So yeah, the whole theme was we were we were operating under on Cuban time. So the governor goes up, uh, it, ta- it takes the stage. And by the way, the, the, the people, the guy, the, the guy introducing everybody was like, "Oh, we know, we we, we know, we, we got, we know you got to get it going soon. Uh, I know we were on Cuban time, but go ahead, the governor speak." And then uh, the governor speaks, like, "Not to worry, thankfully." in Cuban time to the schedule and ah we all started laughing oh, yeah. oh, that's funny no that was pretty funny I guess but uh but then he gave a speech and then and then that was it and then back to the lieutenant governor so after the speech um she was holding uh do you know what Materva is I, I've said it earlier but you you've probably if you've gone to any gas station down here you've probably I, what seen is, it. no I don't know what that is Materva it's a soda it's a yellow oh, like, okay yeah it's a it's like a it's awesome. It's my favorite soda, and it's a Cuban soda. And you only you only drink that if you're Cuban. Like no, and that, that isn't even a Hispanic thing. That's a specifically Cuban only thing. Oh yeah, I've seen the yellow cans with the red. Yeah, I've seen it. Yes. I don't know what. Yeah, I, I've never had it, but I do know what it is. So she happened. So I happened to be drinking one, holding one in my hand, and she like she was. She happened to be drinking one. Like you don't see a, 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 a member, a politician, just walking around uh, drinking a materva. This is uh, uh, this is uh, Nunez. Yes, this is Nunez. Uh-huh. And so um, 
So and so my materba, it's I mean my 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 grandfather, my late my late grandfather used to like when we went to his house, he had cases of materba. So that was like my favorite soda of all time. So I want so it just worked out that she was walking, she was walking in my direction. I was gonna try to see if I could sneak a picture just with the two of us holding our the materbas. I don't want I don't care any polit I mean, I don't care politically, whatever what anybody is. I just wanted the picture of the two of us holding up a materva. And but she walked and she walked right into the SUV and the SUV slammed the door. And just uh, and then some guy I don't even know, I ended up taking a picture with that guy. And I didn't want to, but like we, we would already said take the picture, and I was like, no, no, I'm like, no, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'm like, no, 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 go take the picture. I'm like, all right, whatever. So I have no idea who that guy is. I took a picture with. I hope that picture doesn't go viral. I hope that guy's not somebody who's been canceled. Well, whose and, phone was it taken on? Uh, it wasn't on my phone. It wasn't on my phone. Okay. Uh, well, my whole family was there. My mom, my uncles, my dad, my brothers. Uh, yeah. So, um, so that picture, I, I took a picture with some guy I don't know. And another uncle joined in on the picture, and I hope I don't get canceled. I didn't mean to. I didn't know that guy. I promise if that picture goes viral. I don't know anything about that guy. I want yeah, to be, sure it'll be okay. <laughs> I'm probably better. I mean, chances, you know what? I'm probably better off taking a picture with that guy than the lieutenant governor. Correct. Right? You would have been canceled for taking a picture with Nunez and uh, some random dude. Well, it was. That's <laughs> so true. <laughs> but only because of the Matanova. It wasn't because of political beliefs or whatever. It was only because she had the Matanova, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, and there's another reason too, Robbie. Yes, yeah, so I was getting there. She is a she is an NLW. Correct. Uh, she's a massive NLW in the political world, which is you know if you listen to our podcast for the first time, it means nice looking women. And yeah. So I so uh, I, that was a low key hidden agenda there. I'll admit. I'll admit. She, she's going to be the first woman governor of the, of the great state of Florida. Yeah, if it lines up, if it lines up correctly, she would. If you know, if the governor, current governor, wins his reelection in twenty two, uh -huh. and then twenty six, she would be in line, assuming the current governor doesn't take a shot at becoming president. In assuming he doesn't become president in twenty four, yeah, uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, where, that's where I was going. Uh, oh God, we were getting. And it, no, no, and then if he does become the president in twenty four, she becomes the first female governor of the state of Florida. And then technically, I don't know if the governors work that way the same way presidents do, but technically, she would get. Two and a half terms because yes, if, yes, because that that if, I, I guess if you term if you inherit the term and you got less than two years left on the term that doesn't count like you get you still get two additional terms after right that. correct that, that's the rule for the the United States president I, that, that, that's that's I'm pretty sure that's how it works in Florida as well yeah so and by the way and that, that, that you think that's a lot of that's a lot of years there are some states that don't have term limits at all that you can you could be in, you could be governor for like 25, 30 years if you want to. In some states, you can. I don't know. Oh yeah, in New York, in New York, in New York there's no. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, well, that's because it's a mob state. <laughs> oh God, uh, Oscars, Oscars odds Sunday. <laughs> um, why? Why is the first award on the Bovada spreadsheet best adapted screenplay? Let's get to the good stuff. Uh, well, be, uh, no, no bad land minus two seventy five is the favorite. Uh, the father plus two forty. A uh, Bor uh, Borat's uh, Borat that that Borat movie we talked about this during the Golden Globe. Uh, plus it's going to be the same nominees for every award. The Miami, the White Tiger, yeah, yeah, yeah. A uh, best original screenplay, Promising Young Woman minus four hundred. The Trial of the Chicago. I don't Senate. even know what I don't even know who this Promising Young Woman is. She hot? <laughs> God, this is it. This is going to be the end. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I hope this movie isn't like something serious. Uh, no, I have no idea. You know what? I think you're safe because you have no. Oh no, yeah, just, it's about a woman who seeks to avenge the death of her best friend. Oh no. Uh oh, we have problems. I don't think so because you had no idea what the movie was. No, Nobody I know, knew. I know, but it's about a woman who seeks to avenge the death of her best friend who was a victim of a rape. Oh God, Jesus. 
But I didn't, I didn't know what it was. I don't think, but nobody watches any of these movies. Even if we had full theaters open from beginning to end, none of these, nobody would have seen any of these movies. That's how the Oscars work. Correct. So, uh, odds to win Best Picture, uh, Nomadland, minus 600, The Trial of the Chicago 7, plus 500, and then this movie, Minati, and then that promising young woman again, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, The Sound of Metal, and The Father. Wow, The Father, plus, eight, um, plus 800. Um, wow. He's an award this lopsided for Best Director, Chloe Zhao from, no- from Nomadland, again, minus 3,000. I feel like Nomadland's going to sweep all these awards. Oh, this is a layup. Best actor, Chadwick Boseman uh, and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom at minus 1,200. You know, obviously, you got to give it to Chadwick Boseman as a, a late, the late group. Is he the favorite? Yeah, by a lot. Minus 1,200. Yeah. Yeah, that would, I mean, you, and, and none of the other guys, like, if, if somebody else wins that award, they're going to they're gonna feel horrible. Like, I don't want to win this award. This is supposed to be Chadwick Boseman's award. No, why? Just because he died? If he, if he, if he, I didn't see the movie, but if he didn't act properly, uh, don't give it to him. Like we didn't give a Cy Young to that angel picture act- overdosed. <laughs> Best actress, uh, ca- uh, this is actually close. Carrie Mulligan, uh, plus one twenty-five. Viola Davis. Carrie Mulligan from. She's the promising young woman. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And and then and then Viola Davis from Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. But not, not Francis- Francis McDormand. Yeah, she's third at plus four hundred for Nomadland. Okay. And I don't think she won it for the Golden Globes. I feel like, you know... By, by the way, we talked about this during the ACM Awards. Do they need the same awards show twice? Like, it's basically compiling awards. Yeah, it just, it just, it's just for, for actors and, and singers and to pat themselves on the back as many times as they want. Yeah, because uh, SDI, uh, Jay Faye, we had on last week uh, to help us with the Country Music Awards. Uh, she, um, I didn't watch it, but she sent, she sent me pictures. Uh, first... Uh, Marin Morris holding up um, holding up two awards, uh, two trophies. So yeah, I'm sure you were, I'm sure you were staring at the trophies. Yeah. <laughs> and then she sent me a picture of uh, what was it? of of Dan and Shay, each guy holding yeah. a different trophy. Uh huh. So like and the, the by the way one of the one of those dudes looks like looks like Jorge Masvidal, the guy with the long hair, yeah, yeah. I think so that's Dan. Like, so they, these guys like they they they, they win multiple awards for doing the same thing. They make one song, and the one song is is worthy of multiple awards. Correct. <laughs> just so everybody can pat themselves on the back. It's what like, it is. It's just it's just a, it's a look at me, look at me. Uh, a bunch of rich white guys are going to tell you how to feel and what to think, and and just look at me and look at me. <laughs> But yeah, you literally like, like you know, you literally have two gigantic award shows: best actor, best actress, best uh, mm-hmm. supporting actor. It's the same award twice. Could you imagine if the NFL had uh, two MVP ceremonies? Like you know, right. but then again, Major League Baseball does give out two MVPs, an NL and an AL Fine, MVP. But that's two different leagues. Yeah, you, this both. Right. Well, it, it, it's never happened before in the same season, huh? No, well, no, yeah, no, it's impossible. You can't win AL and NL MVP, even if you Why play. Not? Even... What if you have a great first, first half of the season for the Royals and then a great second half of the season for the Marlins? I, I did think about that, but the other the, the people he's going to be going up against will have played a full season in that league. 
Right, I know. It's almost impossible to happen, but it would be cool if it did. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you can you apparently can win the Cy Young and the and the MVP in the same league. Kershaw did it not that long ago. Verlander yeah. did it. Mm-hmm. And so, but uh, you could do that, but that's super. I mean, that's even that's still pretty hard to do. Uh, did feature Soul minus five thousand. Okay, I don't need mm-hmm. to read any other lists. Uh, best cinematography, Nomadland minus four fifty. Uh, costume design, Ma Rainey's bot, Black Bottom, minus 450. Okay, best documentary, short subject. Um, a, long, a love song for Latasha, minus 160. And then a concerto is a conversation at plus 175. So that's a close one. Um, a love song for who? A love song for Latasha. Don't look, don't look it up. I feel like it's not gonna. I feel like you know. I'm afraid. Oh, this one actually. Oh, this one's actually pretty close. Odds to win best film editing. You got the Sound of Metal at minus one ten, and the Chicago, the Trial of Chicago Seven also at minus one ten. There's a bunch of other nominees too, but they're clearly telling you it's a fifty fifty coin flip between those two movies. Yeah, and Sound of Metal has no chance. Sound of Metal has a chance. Not 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 against who it's going to. The trial case of Trial of Chicago. All right, so I should probably we should throw some cheese on the Trial of Chicago Seven because. Mm-hmm. By the time Sunday rolls around, that's gonna the odds are gonna spike. Yeah. Best international feature: the movie called Another Round minus fourteen hundred. Uh, live action short film: Good God, The Letter Room minus four one uh, one forty five. Best makeup: Ma Rainey's Black Bottom minus four hundred. Um, best original score: Soul minus fifteen hundred. That's the animated movie. Yeah, Jamie uh, be- Oh, best original song: Miami. Speak now minus one fifty. The Life Ahead. Um. Uh, uh, plus two fifty five, and then uh, Eurovision Song Contest: The Story of the Fire Saga. That's plus three hundred. Wait, they're gonna they're gonna give the Will Ferrell. <laughs> it's plus three hundred. It actually like not, not it's not not impossible odds. But but keep in mind, Speak Now is sung by Leslie Odom Jr. You know Leslie Odom Jr. is? Yeah, yeah, I, I saw the movie. He, he, correct me if I'm wrong, but he's the Hamilton guy. Yeah, yeah, and he played. Um, he yeah. Played- uh, so if you're if, if you were in Hamilton, you're automatically guaranteed to win because they have to keep talking about Hamilton. So that we can keep watching it on Disney Plus, and the Disney Plus can get more subscribers. Yeah, just so they, they can get- they can keep you know they ha- <laughs> everything's about Hamilton. <laughs> and, and yeah, so is Lin- well, I'm sure Lin- if Lin Manuel Miranda was nominated for anything, he'd, he'd, he'd get all the awards. Yeah, he, he, he probably won an Emmy when he was on Curb. <laughs> <laughs> best best short film animated short film is if anything happens i love you and then this movie called burrow i wonder if it's about how do you spell it the same way the same way he does really yes it's a, it's a, i mean if you type in burrow it's gonna be a couple of joe burrow so you have to be more specific in your it's search. an animated movie about a young rabbit <laughs> a young rabbit embarks on a journey to drink the to dig the burrow of her dreams Despite not having a clue what she's doing, it is terrible. It's not even highly rated. It does kind of sound like Joe Burrow's career at LSU. Like you had to dig his way. His first year at LSU, he was kind of you know ah game manager guy. Then he had to dig his way to find his Burrow and became like the one of the greatest college quarterbacks ever. Pick. I see. That's what. That's what. <laughs> that should. That yeah, should. Win director. Definitely. I wonder if the director is a is a is a Tiger fan. <laughs> LSU fell director. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't think he would make that type of movie. <laughs> <laughs> wrong, wrong awards. 
<laughs> Odds to win best sound. And of course, the movie called Sound of Metal is going to win best sound at minus 3,000. Uh, and finally, I think, I think we got to the end here. Uh, best visual effects. Uh, Tenet minus three fifty. I think that's. I mean, I wanted to see that movie, uh, but, but our our theater nearby wasn't open yet. Uh, we had to we had to go to like you had to go to like Davy to to for a theater that was open, and so uh, that. But I, I still want to see that movie Tenet. But it looked amazing. But uh, I feel like you had to see that in theaters with the IMAX or the, or the surround sound or whatever uh, to get the full effect of the movie. But uh, I probably won't see it now. But uh, all right, we made it. We made it through. All right. Whew. Oh, made it through. There, good I, good this, luck to anybody who's gonna sit sit through that four hour pat on the back. Now you wait. Uh, you used to be able to bet the time of the Oscars. Um, I think they'll, they'll probably put that bet out tomorrow. But uh, yeah, it's de- it's definitely gonna be over. They're gonna be who's playing. That, you, do, you know, do we know who's hosting the Oscars? That's a good question. Uh, that's a good question. That we this is easily uh, look upable. Uh, Oscars host hosts twenty twenty one. It is. Are the Oscars twenty twenty one in person? That's the, oh, what be what be Goldberg on what makes it to what it takes to make a great Oscars host? What? No, everything Oscars twenty twenty one. Everything to know. No host, but it's not virtual. So I think they did this thing a few years ago where they didn't have a host because of Kevin Hart. That's canceled. right. Ever since Kevin, ever since Kevin Hart got canceled. So they've been doing that ever since. Yeah, since twenty eighteen. Oh, this sucks. Also, you want to hear something hilarious that I found out? All right. So when they're on camera, sitting in the crowd, or whatever you call it, it's not a crowd, but what do you call it? Like the stands? Yeah. They don't they if they're on camera, they can take their mask off. But if they're off camera, they have to keep their mask on because the Rona knows when you're on camera. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's like it's like when the cameras are off, the rollers are spreading around, and then the camera there's a giant camera light in the crowd, and the yeah. like, oh no, stop, stop, stop spreading, right. stop it's spreading, like, freeze. Yeah, it's, like, uh, it's like Tom Cruise has asymptomatic Rona, and uh, <laughs> when he takes his mask off, the Rona's like, no, 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 don't give it, to, don't give it to Katie Holmes or whoever he's sitting next to these days. <laughs> but when he when the camera's off, put it on because if not, I'm gonna go infect her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, this is this is this is Fauci's uh, CDC we're talking about here. So not that he works for the CDC, but <laughs> it's like the Rona. The Rona tells the Rona's like telling all the other Rona brothers, "Yo, yo, yo, we're on camera. Yo, let's hide. Let's hide. We can't. Like, we can't let yeah. them see that we're spreading." Right. No, his his interviews are getting even funnier now. That Fauci. <laughs> oh my god. No, no. He goes, hey, hey, Doctor Fauci. Uh, why is Florida not like dying? Uh. I don't know. That's a good question. I can't figure it out. Well, maybe you should ask the governor who's figured it out better than you have all year, buddy. Oh, God. Oh, no. No. <laughs> no, no. Dude, it's not me. You know who said this? You know who said this? Who? I only thought about it today because I saw somebody tweet it. You know who tweeted this? Who? Nate Silver. Oh, the 538 guy. Yeah, And I quote, 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 tweet Nate Silver at Nate Silver 538. I've been in the Miami area for the fat past few days. And people here wear masks indoors about 95% of the time, but rarely outdoors, about 25%. And it's sort of funny to see the expert consensus on this issue evolved to what Florida has been doing all along. 
Well, he is a prediction expert, except for that uh, 2016 election. <laughs> and and the Rona, because he predicted that we should all that we should all wear a mask 100 percent of the times, even outdoors. Yeah. <laughs> you know we're gonna we're gonna get saved in a few minutes because uh, people are people are are only gonna remember Tobin. Yeah, thankfully, yeah, Tobin. Uh, good God, even though that 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 line that they you know that line about Jimenez is uh, really funny, but uh, Tobin's gonna be joining <laughs> us in a in a few minutes uh, here. So I mean, man, we there's. I, by the way, I teased it last week, SDI, that those are bets I wanted to get to, but I wanted mm-hmm. to stick for the Mag 7. And I got a couple of them in in the Mag 7. But yes, they were Space Jam bets. Which, I mean, I want—I mean, I don't know when these bets will get taken off the board. Do we get to these now? Should I take a screenshot of these bets? Do them later? Because, I mean, this is really good stuff. Yeah, do them later because, uh, like, Next week, what, or I mean, I guess there might be Yeah, we're, we're going to do all the draft props. But then again, they might get taken. No, because it'll be Wednesday. We're going to do all the draft props. All right, and the week, week after. What's it gonna, like, there's going to be nothing then. Yeah, the week after. That's fair. But look, but I'm looking at the um, betting sheet. And it says, oh, well, the Oscars is 425. That's on Sunday. But then it says the Space Jam bets are 427. And the movie doesn't come out to July. I think that means at 427 at 7 p.m., all these bets get wiped out. Well, just, awesome. just screenshot it. That was a lot of screenshots. Like, you know, we, we get to a couple of them now, SDI. Like, you know, how many times will Akron be mentioned in the movie? Over, under, one and a half. Under. Under is minus 110. Uh, under is minus 130. It's a slight favorite. Yeah, uh, yeah it's not even worth it. You're laying money either way. You're laying a VIG either way, which you're going to be doing in Florida soon. Uh-huh. Um, the Toon Squad... Uh, total baskets made by Bugs Bunny over under one and a half. Over. Over's uh, over's minus two forty. Uh, total baskets made by Daffy Duck over half a basket. Way over. It's uh, minus two forty though for the over. Hmm. All, all you have to do is get one. And by the way, two point shots, three point shots, and free throws only count as one. Right. That's my favorite. Uh, Leghorn, over under half a basket. I don't know who that is. That's the big roost. That's the big chicken. That's the big. Uh, oh, under. oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Under plus one fifty five. He, he uh, no, uh, sorry, under minus two twenty. He did score in the last movie, which, by the way, I watched. I, uh, I, I mean, before those magnificent seven bets, uh, SDI, I watched the old Space Jam on Hobo Max, and Pepe Le Pew, who got canceled. I was wait. Uh, I didn't see any inappropriate behavior towards women. That may just be for his overall character. And also, SDI, I noticed that the movie had some hard cuts. Like, like the, it went from one seed to another, and it was just a horrible transition, which makes me think, I wonder if anything was edited out of the movie. Maybe there was a scene in which maybe inappropriately, and they took But at least in that movie, there was nothing for him to be canceled over. Yeah, well, uh, I wonder if they're going to take LeBron out of this movie for tweeting pictures of officers who save women's lives. Oh, no, God! No! Jesus! Well, speaking of which, uh, over-under baskets for LeBron James, seven and a half. Under. I hope it's under. I hope he loses. Plus 120. You got a good cheese there on the under. Lola Bunny, over-under one and a half. Over. Yeah, if anybody was being inappropriate, it was Bugs Bunny. Like, he was slobbering over Lola Bunny in that movie. Like he was like you know he he was very inappropriate. He should have been canceled. <laughs> They'll go after him next. Don't worry. 
<laughs> yeah, over is minus four fifty though, Delina. Porky Pig over under half a basket. I don't even know who these people are. Por- you don't know who Porky Pig is? Like, what, it's been years since I've watched Looney Tunes. He he he's a pig who wears a, a blazer and no pants. Surprised he didn't get canceled. Oh, huh. Oh, over. <laughs> over. Uh, Sylvester the cat over half a basket. Uh, I'll, I'll start skipping through these. Um, Toon Squad. There's a point spread. The goo- the the point and a half. But if you want, if you want yeah, to lay, win. but at plus two fifty, yeah, at minus one and a half, or Goon Squad at plus one and a half. That's because in these cheesy movies, uh, uh, usually they win by one point exactly on the, on the buzzer. That's how it works. Right. Like they're about to all get disintegrated and the world's going to end. And then LeBron James hits the shot. And ah, Gayhart. Um, there's an over under. There's a total SDI. 155 points is the to- over under. I have no idea. How do you even bet on this? Well, it's going to be over because you got the last movie was a 155. So you have to account for NBA inflation, which, you know, I'm sure, sure there's going to be guys pulling up from the logo. Nobody's going to shoot mid range jumpers anymore. Right, and LeBron has to make everything about himself, so he has to score more than Michael Jordan, right? Yes. <laughs> well, we'll have, uh, then you could bet on a box office number, Space Jam 1 versus Space Jam 2, which, by the way, how can Space Jam 2 have a better box office when you know movies are – when you could stream it on HBO Max? I don't know how to get that. Because uh, the tickets are also triple the pl- price. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, same thing. Bigger. There's a bigger domestic box office and a bigger domestic opening weekend between Space Jam and Space Jam 2. Uh, will Bugs Bunny hit the game-winning shot? Will Bugs Bunny – oh, my God. Will Bugs Bunny kiss LeBron James in Space Jam 2? Will any L.A. Lakers wear a Toon Squad jersey in any basketball game this year? The no is ridiculous. It's minus 100,000. Yeah, we would know that already. They would have to have applied for permission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, will LeBron hit the game-winning shot? Yes, minus 300, no, plus 200. Will Lola Bunny hit the game-winning shot? No, minus 300, yes, plus 200. Halftime. This is minus 1,000. Will the Toon Squad drink LeBron's secret stuff in the movie? Uh, no, minus 230. Who will score more points? The, the two, wait, wait, the wait LeBron's secret stuff? Well, yeah, because in the last one, Michael at halftime, Michael Jordan, like you know, there was like the secret stuff that all the that somebody found, somebody went into the Monstars locker room and stole the secret stuff, and all the Looney Tunes started spraying it and drinking the secret stuff, thinking they'd be good at basketball. Jordan didn't take it, so the bet is we well, get LeBron's uh, secret stuff. Ah, uh, no. Oh, well, you thought it was like the Bane Lab? <laughs> I was gonna say they canceled Pepe Le Pew, but they don't cancel LeBron's secret stuff. <laughs> and, and, and then finally, who? Yeah, who will score more points, the 2021 team or the '96 team? Obviously, the. Tw- but by the way, Estia, can you explain this bet? Because I, I, I don't know why this bet is being offered. Did you ever see the movie Mrs. Doubtfire with Robin Williams, where he has to go be in two places? He, like he, he's a maid, but he's also himself, and he's devo- he has to be in two places at once. At the same restaurant, he has to change. He has to keep going mm-hmm. to the bathroom, and changing outfits. Apparently, there's a bet on will an NC-17 or rated R version of Mrs. Doubtfire be released in 2021? No minus 600. NC-17 like or a- rated R or rated R. I don't know why that bet's like what 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 made the news to, 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 for them to put that bet up there's, there. There's there is a rated R cut. Oh. Director, director Chris Columbus. Wow, he found America and made 
Mr. Mr. Doubtfire, good for him. <laughs> Said he's open to making a documentary about the creation of the film, showcasing some of Robin Williams' hilariously funny rated R material. Oh, yeah. Now I want to see it because you know he's no longer with us, Robin Williams, mm-hmm. and his his kind like his uh yeah, some rated R Robin Williams behind the scene. I mean that that sounds like gold. Uh, yeah. Uh, you can also bet on who's the first the first. Suicide Squad. I won't go through that. And then, all right, all right no, SDI. You are gonna fall asleep before we get to Tobin. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. All right. Let's get to Tobin. Fine. Fine. Let's get to Tobin. Yeah. Let's do it. Ah, uh, we are waiting on one, uh, Brendan Tobin. Uh, to join us as we've been talking about. Um, also, he's probably, uh, I had to guess, if I had to backtrack where he is right now, he's on his way to Jacksonville. And he said around this time he'd be about an hour away from arrival. So um, I think uh, he could be. I'd say he's probably around uh, Palm Coast, maybe approaching St. Augustine. If I had to guess, uh, on his way to the big fight, Masvidal against Usman, uh, two, and uh, it, and it, I, that's where I'm guessing. You know, maybe yeah, because he's, he's approaching my old hood, my own uh, my old hood at uh, San Diego College. Yeah, I was gonna ask, what's he going to Jacksonville for? The Jaguars aren't playing. <laughs> well, he was talking about he was uh, talking about getting a. a a Lawrence jersey. He wanted to know if they were already selling Trevor Lawrence jerseys uh, in Jacksonville, despite him not being picked yet. I know a couple spots for him to pull over if he wants to find out. Uh, you can probably. I, I doubt it. I don't even know what number he's going to wear. He'll, he's, he, they got a 16 ready to go. I, I, I think once he gets announced on the draft, it's going to say Lawrence 16. That's it, it, It's got his number ready to go. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he wants to switch up his number. Who knows? Yeah, maybe, maybe, but uh, I, I, I feel like they've even if he did, um, they've been in talks with him for the past, you know, month or two illegally, probably. And be like, hey, what number you want, bro? You want your sixteen? And he'd be like, if he wants to change, he's like, yeah, uh, give me, give me another number. And he, they'll be like, fine. And they're probably already off the racks at the uh, uh, in Jacksonville or even in nearby areas like St. Augustine. But uh, go ahead. Unless, but yeah. what if what if they shock the world and they end up drafting the best quarterback in the draft, Mac Jones? Oh my God! <laughs> wow, could you imagine the shock waves sent throughout the draft? I mean, the, 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 the pandemonium. Like the, we, 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 nobody would know who nobody would know what to do with their own picks. Like, huh? Uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence. And uh, speaking of which, uh, we got Tobin. Uh, he is uh, en route to Jacksonville. Uh, uh, Tobin, we we figure you're about an hour out, right? Yeah, I'm like an hour away. I'm I'm like a, I I actually missed an exit on the turnpike, so it elongated my trip. Oh, a bit. but uh, I'm okay. It's all right. I've got I'm not in that big a rush. So yeah, if I remember correctly, I think Becker Road is where you have to get off in the turnpike before you uh, to cross over to 95, or else you have to elongate uh, the trips. You're probably like at Palm Coast, maybe approaching St. Augustine, uh, yeah. right around there. Wow. Right now I'm on. Right now I'm on I four somewhere, and I gotta get. Oh my there. god! Oh yeah, you went way. You I went, went way. way. I, I went way past. Woo! I was, right. I was cruising. I was just like, ah, feels good to be on the road, and I just I didn't even pay attention to my directions. 
Oh, yeah, it happens. It, lost, it, it happens. This is the best of us. You lose track of time. You get swept on the road. Like if you ever watched that movie, uh, Clear History, which is basically a curb movie. Uh, early in the movie, uh, Larry David gets swept and he gets a ticket because he wasn't paying attention. It happens. <laughs> but uh, Tobin, uh, yeah, you're going out to see uh, Masvidal, uh, Usman number two, out in Jacksonville. Full crowd. Uh, I mean, it's not the first full crowd event, but I mean, it's, it's, it's for UFC it is. And uh, what are you expecting, man? The, not just for the fight, but for the, the festivities going in. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of going into this with uh, with no expectations, but I think it's going to be pretty awesome. I mean, they sold out really fast after they announced that Masvidal was going to be on the card. I mean, he is the biggest star, even though it's a, a really stacked triple card. Um, you know, he's the guy. Like he's the he's the star draw on it. So I I'm curious to see how many people are just. UFC fans happy to have the UFC back because I do think that the UFC bought a lot of loyalty from people that they like really never shut down. Like they kept production going. There really wasn't ever a huge break. Um, so I wonder how many are just UFC fans from all around that just want to go see the UFC. How many people are coming up from South Florida to see Jorge fight and, and what that, that mix is going to look like. But I think it's going to be fun. I mean, I know, they have a you know a good relationship with the city of Jacksonville because Jacksonville was like the first city to kind of give them their chance uh, to to keep things going and uh, you know I, I'm 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 definitely curious to see how it all looks uh, once I get there. It's got to be the first uh, the first indoor facility with that many people in over a year. Yeah, no man, it's crazy. It's uh, it, I'm not surprised that they're the ones to be doing because that's what Dana has always said. Like they could have been doing fights with uh with smaller crowds and whatnot. And this is, you know, he wanted to come back. He wanted to come back all the way. So, um, I'm I'm gonna be interested to see what it's like. I'm not nervous or anything like that. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's already been over a year. I'm ready to see what see what life is gonna be like. I think uh, you got a shot. I got a shot. I'm halfway. I'm halfway there. I'm all right. Yeah, it's good. I mean, we need to start getting back to normal. This is a good way to start. Uh, are you going to the weigh-in? Yes, I will be going to the weigh-in tomorrow. I don't know if I'm going to make the official weigh-in in the morning because we got the show. Uh, I'm going to ask the media people when I get there. Uh, like, you know, will I be able to make it in the morning? Like, what time is the thing actually going? Like, do you guys run on? You know, do you run uh, on on a tight schedule? Do you run a little late? If it's a little late, I could probably make it. If not, then uh, I'll just have to wait till the ceremony. I'll definitely go to the ceremonials at the uh, at the arena. Tobin, I feel I feel like it'd be amazing live journalism. It, it, it wouldn't be the first time you have done a show live from a weigh-in and or a press conference. I know. I think it would be fun. I mean, it would be probably. I don't know how great it would sound for you guys, but. I would love to do that to come back. And you guys throw to me on live cards, be like, "All right, Jorge Masvidal stepping to the scale." He's made weight, and then we uh, we do uh, Usman. Um, you know, because it feels like the way these things have been going lately is normally, um, you know, a guy. Uh, you know, they've been run, there's usually like one or two people who don't weigh in right away, um, and then you're kind of just waiting on them. But I don't think uh, I don't think either guy should have any issue making weight. That's not really their bag. Actually, in retrospect, I don't think this is a good idea because uh, if you, you go into the weigh-in and Masvidal's weighing in and then they do the stare-off with Usman, there's going to be F-bombs flying from Mr. Masvidal. And I don't know if we could broadcast that. 
I don't even know if they do. I'm trying to think because I don't even know if they do uh, stare downs anymore at the, the official weigh-ins. I think they just weigh in and they save that for the official one. So I think we'll be okay. But uh, like I said, I'm going to ask them and see what their lay of the land is for uh, for, for tomorrow and, and what they think is best. Uh, so what's the policy? Like, what are they told? Like, I assume you have to wear a mask, and I assume you're like you're in a uh, you're like the media section, uh, right right by right by the octagon. Like, what have they told you like about the rules and stuff? I genuinely don't know, Robbie. I, I like when I get there, I'll, I'll find out some of this stuff. Um, I know that I have to take a test today to go wow. to the weigh-ins tomorrow. The one thing I'm bummed about is I couldn't make it up there yesterday to make a ticket to, to take a test to see the press conference. So. I mean, I'm going to try and sweet talk a little bit and be like, hey, you know, I, I don't see anybody. Let me in. <laughs> but if they don't, I'll just uh, I'll just I'll just watch it from my hotel or something like that. I think I'm supposed to actually quarantine in my hotel room. Um, so I, I guess I'll do that. And then tomorrow, um, I think you can just go to the arena. I'm sure I'll be like near the stage to get some footage and stuff like that. And then for. Saturday night, I think I'm gonna have a good seat. I don't know. I asked what I when I applied for the credential, I asked for what's called a workstation. So that when the only time the last event that I did was back when we did it at Sunrise and I had the infamous Dana White press conference and they gave us really good seats. So I don't know. It's it, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know how many I wonder how many media members are coming out for this outside of just the UFC bubble. So I don't think it'll be overwhelming media. So um yeah, I, th- I think I'll get decent, decent, a decent view of it. The only other time that I went to UFC if I, and I was media and I didn't have a seat was I went to one in Jersey for Super Bowl week, and they just gave me really decent seats. So I don't know. That's what I'm expecting. All right. So how about so it's the card you're going to? It's not just Masvidal Usman. You got three title fights here, uh, starting with uh, Wei Li Zhang against Thug Rose, Nama Yunus. Wei Li Zhang, a slight favorite, minus two ten. Thug Rose plus one seventy. It seems that it's the closest of the three title fights. Yeah, and I think it should be. I don't really, I don't really have a good gauge on who's going to win this fight because they're both really, really, really good strikers. Um, I would say the only thing you can maybe give Wei Li is a, a little, maybe a little bit of an edge on power and strength, but Rose, I think, is so elusive. And she really is so clean on, on her feet as far as her striking ability. And so the last time Wei Li Zhang fight, she, uh, she fought Joanna, and it was one of the fights of the year. So she wasn't just a bit of a war um, that you could probably look at and say, all right, is she feeling any ramification from that? Is she feeling any damage to that? But she hits like a Mack truck, man. She's really, really strong. Um, I really think it has the capability of being fighting. I, I think I lean Wei Li. Um, just because, you know, Rose can get a little careless at times. We have seen her make some mistakes in that regard. And so I would lean Wei Li, but I definitely that, – that's the one fight of the night where I'm just like, I, it, it is – it's such a toss-up to me as far as who will come out on top of that because I, I just see so much action between both of those and a, and a ton of strikes. Like, that's going to be one of those ones where I feel like it's going to go five rounds. There's going to be a lot of strikes that get thrown, and it might be as razor thin as, like – maybe a feel-out first round. Who did you give it to? Well, if you say it's going decision, instead of laying the minus 210 for Wei Li Zhang, you could bet, yet, you bet, that, you could bet that the fight's going to go the distance. At only minus 130, seems like a much better bet than betting Wei Li Zhang. So, uh, or if you want to bet Wei Li Zhang to win in the decision, you get plus 160. 
Yeah, you just don't see you just don't see knockouts of that weight class very much, and then and what you definitely see is just crazy amounts of volume strength. Now sometimes something crazy can happen, like when Jessica Andrade was back in strawweight and she won the belt, she just spiked Rose on her head, and something like yeah. that happens. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the times these are you know really technical fights that have a lot of matches. Well, speaking of Jessica Andrade, she's in the co-main event against Valentina the Bullet Shevchenko. Uh, Valentina only minus 500. It, it originally was minus 400. Obviously, everyone's betting Valentina. But normally, a, a Valentina fight is regularly minus 1,000 or better. Like why, is, why does Jessica Andrade feel like she has more of a chance? I think because she's a former champion. She's credentialed. I think that people have always been even curious. She's, uh, she's also... You know, very muscular, and I think people are curious as to what what she could do with even a little bit more playing, to, uh, you know, uh, playground as far as her weight's concerned, and putting on a little bit more muscle, maybe not as uh, drastic as a cut for her. Um, and she's a tank, and so I feel people think probably look at her and say, hey, maybe she can neutralize some of Valentina's just vicious striking, and you know, if she gets inside, you know, maybe she can crack Valentina with something. Um, so I think that's why. I think that she's just she's definitely the most credentialed contender that Valentina has fought in a while since becoming the flyweight champion. But I mean, just nobody's looked really close to putting her in danger other than Amanda Nunes, who's, you know, the greatest female fighter of all time. So I I, I, I just can't put myself in a position where I'd pick against Valentina. Um, and if and if I see Jessica go out there and really do something that that changes my mind. I'm going to be shocked. I'm going to be. I, I feel like Valentina is as, as dominant as it gets right now, and and you know to the point where I like the fact that they're going and finding her challenges. Like they're not trying to kind of string this uh, flyweight division along. They're like, all right, let's take our former champion who who just had a really close fight with Rose, and um, let's see if she can if she can make. You know, she's tough as hell. You know, maybe she. Did. Like spike Valentina on her head or something like that, and we can have a shocking ending. But I think it's appropriate that uh, you know Valentina is still a pretty strong favorite. But it definitely it definitely shows that Jessica's uh, given the respect that she probably deserves because she's a really good fighter. So we're saying Valentina's going to win. Um, so the question is, how is she going to win? Is it going to be? Um, by decision, which uh, which pays out plus one forty, or she's gonna win inside the distance, meaning knockout, you know, whatever before before it goes five rounds at plus one twenty. Yeah, I mean, I can see, I can see it both ways. I mean, I can see Jessica. The thing with On Valentina. That's dangerous. Like, death. you know, Valentina. I really think that she's got the whole arsenal when it comes to fighting. And that can be dangerous for Valentina. You know, she's got to come in there. She's got to break the distance a little bit. And she, she has, has to try and make something happen. She's going to probably have to risk a little bit more if she wants to go and win this fight. So that can always lead to disaster. That can lead to you taking a shot that you didn't want to take. You know, she was in a lot of danger before she won the championship from Rose. Rose had her really hurt. I mean, Rose was really, really beating her up, and it was really kind of just a not a fluke, but it was almost a Hail Mary kind of a championship win. 
And the other one, Rose, looked like she was the better striker. And I would say that Valentina is probably a better striker than Rose and obviously is naturally bigger. So I would say if you're if you're feeling froggy, you know, Valentina winning by TKO is probably a good bet. Uh, if you, if you can, uh, if you get a little bit more juice on that. Yeah. All right. All right. Now we're talking and speaking of a little bit more juice, uh, the main event, uh, Jorge Masvidal, Kamara Usman too. Um, Usman's a pretty big favorite at minus 400 Masvidal getting a uh, plus 300 and, um, and what, and now all the, the excuse was last time that Masvidal didn't have a full camp. He had a week's notice, and he had to fly across the world to Abu Dhabi. Uh, this time, full camp, and uh, just a quick drive up to Jacksonville. Yeah. There's took a private job Tuesday to get up there. So uh, there's, no, there's no hard travel. It's about as easy a trip as it gets for Jorge. Uh, I don't know where to I think Kamara was in Denver for this one. But, I, you know, I'm sure he's, uh, you know, I'm sure that, you know, it hasn't been a tough travel for him. So definitely easier on the travel, definitely um, you know, the only couple things I would say about the fight that's been dis- – I feel like it's been a pretty quiet week. I'm curious to see what today brings at the press. Because these guys, you know, they had such a great buildup for the original, and then the UFC and Cheapskates really took that away. So – I thought Kamaru did a good job of selling the fight to bring it back, to do the notes that he wants to strike with Jorge – to say that he wants to, you know, put him in, put put him in the tombstone and ruin the hype train forever. Um, the only thing I'd say to that is, look, I love Kamara as a fighter, and, and he really is building a hell of a case for one of the best weights of all time. Does he have a chance to catch George St. Pierre in legacy? He certainly does if he continues to be. Continues to eradicate ten. And Denver and, and what that's done for is he feeling a little too firm about to where he does want to stay on the feet and he does want to try and mix it up with Jorge and does that open up the window of opportunity for Masvidal? I think he also Masvidal did not, you know, obviously fight the, the fight that he wanted to fight last time. I think he fought a fight. I think he fought a fight that he knew, you know, wasn't the best, not not the way he's gone out over his magical 2019 run where he just blew out Darren Till. Everybody knows about the Ben Askren knockout. And then the way he diced through Nate Diaz, he was the aggressor. He was the guy who was pressing the gas on things. And in the last fight, you know, he, he took some windows, but ultimately he always allowed Kamara to get to that position of either pushing him up against the cage and then eventually taking him down as the fight went on. I think that you got to see if he's going to win this fight, he's got to come out guns blazing. He's got to come out a little aggressive. I'm not saying he has to hit a flying knee, but he's got to do something to change the equation really early. He's got to be fast on his feet. He can't allow Kamar Usman to, to wrap him up. And if he could do that, I think that he's certainly going to have those opportunities to, to finish Kamar. Kamar, you know, got stumbled, got rocked a little bit in his fight with Gilbert Burns. Uh, it hasn't happened much with him. You know, he's, he took some shots against Colby, but Colby doesn't have that knockout power that Jorge has shown, especially in this latter part of his career. So I, again, say if you're looking for some 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 fun juice on this fight, 
and you're looking for something fun, I would say, yeah, the fun bet is betting Masvidal to win by knockout and trying to see, hey, can he finish him? Because I really think that's the only way he can win the fight. I don't think he can win a decision because I think once he gets to telling me this fight goes four or five rounds, um, it feels like that's going to start leaning towards Kamara Usman dominating the match. Yeah, Vegas agrees with you, Tobin. Uh, Masvidal to win by the knockout is, four, is plus 400. Masvidal to win by decision is plus 1,200. Basically, they think it's no shot that he wins by decision. And uh, so, yeah, plus, that's the bet uh, for, for Jorge Masvidal. Like, yeah, he, he's not going to, you know, he's not going to. But on the flip side, Usman, if he wins by decision, it's minus 125. What is, uh, yeah, then I, I imagine Usman by knockout has got to be the biggest. Uh, plus two thirty, plus two thirty. Yeah, that's not that's not uh, that's not that's not too crazy. So they think there's a shot. I mean, George doesn't get finished by strikes, though, man. Like that doesn't happen. I mean, that would be that would be stunning, like stunning, stunning if that happened. Yeah, out of principle, like he like out of his, out of pride, he can't get he he doesn't get knocked out. He's the one that gives the two piece and a soda. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be absolutely something. But um, you know, I guess that just weighs to people believing that you know Camaro is just the overwhelming favorite. Well, look. He's the champ. He did win a dominant decision, so he he probably deserves to have that kind of a line. But um, but I do you know I do think that in this case, you know some of the excuses or the reasons or whatever you want to call for Masvidal having his best performance, I do think they are legit. Um, does that mean that we can't get a better Kamara this this round? No, certainly I think we can get a little bit better, but I don't think that he has to divert the game plan too much from where he was the last time. It's, that's incumbent upon Jorge to really change the fight and to make something different happen. Yeah, and I like how you said he has to be fast on his feet. We're code for, you know, watch out. Don't get don't get your feet stumped by, by Usman. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, you don't – that's that's where he's going to be at his best. You know, like, that was that was a big thing with Masvidal. You know, prior to the 2019 resurgence for him, he got into a lot of fights with guys, and especially I would call them – you know, guys like Damian Maya, guys like Wonderboy Thompson, where he allowed them to bring their style of fight to him, and he wasn't bringing the fight to them. He wasn't he wasn't imposing his will, and he really flipped the script on his career, where he started imposing the will on his opponents. And so, it really needs to be Masvidal, I think, being aggressive from the jump. Leave it all out there. Look, if he goes out there those first couple rounds and he's gassed by the end of it, you know. All right, at least you at least you went all out. It's very similar to like Dustin Poirier going in there against Khabib Nurmagomedov, and you're like, you know what? I got an opportunity here for a guillotine. Maybe I got him. I get I get a really tight squeeze on him. Maybe he pops out his head, and then I get choked out. But at least I went down on my sword, and I was really really close to beating one of the best of all time. Yeah, man, that that like yeah, I feel like it's gonna kind of kind of come out guns blazing. It's gonna be an awesome fight. Because uh, we had an awesome card, awesome event. Can't wait for that. Uh, Tobin, before we let you go, uh, are you going to try to find a uh, Trevor Lawrence jersey? I'm going to look for Trevor Lawrence jerseys. I'm going to try to get me a Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp hat. Yes! You know, the works. The works while up here. <laughs> and do we, kill, uh, do we kill enough sufficient time for you on the road? Are you getting closer to Jacksonville? Have you gotten back to 95 at least? About to get off at 95. <laughs> well, Tobin, we'll let you get back. We'll let you uh, head back to the road. Uh, enjoy the trip. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow and uh, enjoy the fight. I'm sure you're going to have some great questions for Dana White. <laughs> uh, I just wanted your impressions of the Jacksonville crowd tonight. It's been a while since you guys have been here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll see you guys. All, All right, right talk to you tomorrow. That is 
one Brendan Tobin uh, live from I-95 on the road. Yeah, I mean, I love the natural sound SDI of the uh, of of just him of just him being in the car driving. Uh, it, yeah, what, what did you say? I couldn't hear you. I think you got cut off there. Yeah, I, I said I love the I love the. Uh, the sound, the natural sound of him driving on the road. Oh, yeah, like yeah it, it, it is the best interviews are when somebody's in the car. I, I think so too. And the, and then you always kind of hope, not in like a bad way, but you kind of hope they get pulled over because then it becomes even funnier. <laughs> well, I remember Mark Rick one time. He had one of those, uh, those those fancy electrical cars, not electric cars, but like you know, cars that make no, like noises. Uh, for like when you when you dr- drift, I guess when you drift off mm-hmm. on the lane. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah. So I think Mark Rick did it from the car one time. And he was giving an answer, and like his car made a noise mid answer. It's like, doo, 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 doo. it was super funny. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, my car does that too. It is, it is annoying, but uh, <laughs> necessary sometimes. Oh, you know what? You know, what I mean, this is old school. I, I don't do this, but this is what my grandfather, maybe rest in peace, used to do uh, way back in the day. Was back, the, back in the before, before our time, SDI, seatbelts weren't required. No, they were not. No, and so uh, he got his car. And it would make the seat like if he doesn't wear a seatbelt, it would make the noise like doo 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 doo. And he didn't want to put his seatbelt, but he hated the stupid noise. Right. So what he does is he um, he puts the seatbelt on, and then sits on top of his seatbelt. Like, yeah, he puts it up behind him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Old men have some great stories. My grandfather <laughs> has it like a newish car, not that new, but it's newish. And one time he hit, he turned the the seat heaters on, and he didn't realize that he turned the seat heaters on. And halfway, he asked his driver, "Like, why is my butt so hot?" And and they had to turn the seat the, the seat warmers off. He didn't know he had turned them on. <laughs> well, SDI, um, I'd say, oh. well, we're, we're getting ready. We're about we're about a week away from the NFL draft. Yeah, uh, but we got to do our we got to do our picks. No, we got to do our mustard all picks. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Yeah, we got we got to get those in. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Tobin. I'm gonna take Masvidal. I'm gonna take the juice at plus four hundred. Yeah, I like Masvidal money line here. Yeah, my, yeah, my money. That's plus three hundred. Yeah, and you got you got him to win in both ways. Um, yeah, uh, I like you know. No, but he's right. The knockout is plus four hundred. Yeah. So that's a, obviously that's a better bet because I, I, I totally agree with Tobin. First, Masvidal on, on by, like is not gonna win unless it's a knockout, and especially not against Usman. He, uh, Tobin was. Spot on on that. If you're Ma- gonna take Masvidal, I think you got to take a knockout. Yeah, and I think Masvidal's not a tactical fighter. He's just he's just gonna go out and punch. And, right. And, you know, and, and, and Usman is way more tactical than him. So if it's gonna become a tactical fight, Usman's gonna dominate. Yeah, it'll be like just like the uh, first fight. <laughs> well, we won't know. I mean, it's a crazy week. You got the we got the Masvidal fight, and you got the NFL draft. And we'll we'll have one more podcast prior to the NFL draft. Oh, we'll probably do yeah, it. Yeah, we, we I got to do my world famous mock draft. Oh, which will be coming next week. 